Gaze. Down the rally, you pass! That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on this. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Elliot! What a start! Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBL show, our weekly preview. As always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze and Ryan from Astute Newstead. I remember to use code INSIGHT15 to help those who help us and, um, and slide into our DMs. Contact Ryan for all your mortgage home loan liens. I'm the Matrix, and I'm here with my co-host doing a uh, doing an awesome. What do we call this Apple CarPlay um, here today? Tell tell us where you are. Well, we're definitely not bought here tonight by Optus after their horrendous outage today. So I'm uh, I'm podcasting on the side of the road where I can get uh, get some internet on my iPad. So uh, that's commitment tonight. Oh. I love it. I'm enjoying, you know, we could get sponsorship from a, from a car company, cough, cough, Mitsubishi, um, and, uh, <laughs> and see how we go there. Mate, tell us about Bali. Mate, Bali it. was, uh, it was all right. I had a good time. I've, uh, may have bought Bali belly back, which knocked me out for the last couple of days, but, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm glad to be home. There's nothing like your own bed. <laughs> nice man. Um, on today's show, we're going to go through how our teams went um, because on Monday it was halfway through the um, through the last game. Uh, we're going to go through the squeeze of the week, some pretty exciting ones this week. We're going to preview all the games in the only single game week of the year, cover some strategies going forward with the schedule, go through the most traded in and out. We're going to go through our own trades, um, which we know that's what you're all waiting for. And, um, yeah, and we're going to answer all your questions along the way. Just a reminder, our league code is 680481. Um, I covered a bit of my team uh, last week, mate, but um, tell us how your team went. Look, I I had a pretty decent round. I shot up the rankings. I'm uh, I'm tickling the top 1,000 now, which was a good jump. Uh, had some wins. I, I was victim to the Luke Travers injury. He was only on my bench, though, and um, Captain Sauce can't be too upset with that, and I had Cotton, so... All in all, pretty good considering the Paddy Miller late, you know, withdrawal. Did you? So you have him? You're holding him on your bench as we speak. Who's that? Paddy Miller. Is that correct? No, I I used the boost last minute to trade in for Cotton. Do you have one boost left, mate? I got one left, and two of them I have not wanted to use. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I'm glad. <laughs> Look, I'm glad you had some contingency plans in place because that could have been devastating. Uh, what did you end up scoring last week? I had 384. I was lovely. I was lovely. pretty keen. I was going to crack the 400, and then the, the Travis thing and uh, another DNP for Henschel. You know yep. those sort of things. They happen. Uh, but all in all, pretty happy. Yourself, man, you killed it. Lovely. Yeah, I moved up to 508 um, with 408 last week. Um, oh, I didn't really have a look at exactly where I, where I fell for the week, but it was just a, um, yeah, it was just a, oh yeah, there you go. 314th for the week. Um, I've still got a couple boosts left. Um, yeah, sitting, sitting pretty. I did fall, um, I suppose privy to the Luke Travis thing. 
Um, and I'd planned on using this week to do some trades to fix some of those cheapies, but yeah, it looks like I'm going to have to burn one on, on Travis. Aren't we all? For sure. But it is a good reset week. And I think we'll bring that up in the, in the rest of the show to finally have a chance to get rid of Ben Henschel. Hallelujah. I tell you what, I hope I meet him one day so I can just shake his hand and say, thanks for nothing. Um, <laughs> too kind. Mate, um, our squeeze of the week is Luke from the Skin Dogs who got 495, uh, which is good enough for number one overall. Yeah. What is that's good enough for your team to get that? Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Um, look, congrats, man. I know, like, the 1000 bucks and the $100 MBL voucher is second only to your squeeze of the week pack you're going to get from us. Um, look, he's third in our group and fifth overall. So I know Matt. you've been in our DMs, mate. Yeah, send us your address and we'll get you a squeeze pack. But how good is to have the number one overall again in our group, Hammer? It's it's amazing. It's It really shows the strength of the group and, and it shows through in our community team as well with a lot of the insight and the input the guys are putting in. It's it's pretty cool. Loving it. Um, big shout out to Braino who did a pod with you while I was in Fiji, Buller. Um, mm. Every time I say Fiji, I'm just going to back up with Buller. Um, but big shout out to Braino who finished second overall and still couldn't crack the uh, squeeze of the week, mate. So um, I, I think yeah. he was um, he was slightly motivated after all the um, the comments to uh, trade you for cash considerations. <laughs> Maybe he did that. Maybe that's why he ended up with four seventy eight. It's huge. Great effort, man. Um, David Dalt for Jack is still first in our group and second overall. So I just thought I'd throw that one in. Um, but we better come over to these great questions. Um, we've got Global here in the chat. He's saying, G'day, lads. If you could check his team, Super Voodoo Coach, his thoughts are to get rid of Travis for a pod, JLA and Armstrong for air. Um, oh, he's going for a pod, JLA, and Armstrong in for air. But that leaves him with Cotton, PJC, and Miller. Do you think Miller's a bigger uh, out than Travis? Uh, is Miller meant to return this week? He's a chance. I think that they'll come out before and let us know. So I was having yeah. a look at this, really. Yeah, JLA, that's an interesting name. Um, Melbourne's schedule is getting weak. I think it would be a one-week rental. You know, everyone's on a yep. single. You could bring him in. He's he's obviously getting more burn. He put up some numbers. Huck Porty's definitely on the way out. I don't mind it for one week as long as you've got the contingencies to uh, to massage him out the week after. I don't think you can hold him. Yeah, I think that you'd yeah you'd struggle with um, with that schedule. You've probably just got to get him in and get him back out again. And if you have some injuries like we like we had this week with Travis, and I suppose some of the issues with Miller that we've sort of had, you could find yourself between a rock and a hard place. I think with that, but I'm never going to tell that- you not to because a pod plays a pod play. It is. It's high risk, high reward. But you, you got to kind of keep in the back of your mind now that the schedule is going to be your bible. Like if you get a guy like like Wardenberg, and, and we know he doesn't have a huge ceiling, but he's got a pretty solid floor. So if he's getting say that high twenties, low thirties every week, doubles for at least the next seven rounds. There's a a sixty odd every week. Is JLA going to pop up with a sixty week to week on a single? Probably not. The break-evens are starting to get a bit stretched. Yeah, I'll be playing the schedule more than that. 
I agree with you, mate. Um, as always, a flying toilet's on. Just letting you know you're looking fine. Asking why the animal's in the car because hashtag fuck Optus. Um, Corey's coming in with some trade chat. I know it's early for some trade chat, but we've got to answer all the boys' questions as we go along. Mm. Um, Corey's asking thoughts on Doolittle and Armstrong for Sobey and Oldbridge. Uh, yeah. I- I've bought Armstrong in this week. He's cheap. His break-even's incredibly low. The opportunity's there, especially if Miller's going to continue to be out. I've bought him in for Henschel. He's finally coming to my squad, and I finally got rid of Henschel, so that's big. Doolittle's an interesting one. Like We we said we wouldn't touch him at that 277 import price. What is he now, about 170? Yeah. Oh, no, he's, yeah. he's gone up to 200 this week. So he went up yeah. 35 grand after going getting yeah. um, 205 last week. Look, for the next two weeks, you could bring him in. Everyone's on a single this week. Perth have the double the week after. He's probably a pod play. There's there's probably not a lot of guys who are going to bring him in. He seems to be the guy who's still getting the opportunity with Usher moved to the bench. I, I, I could think of m- many worse trades to do than that. I, I don't I don't hate it. The thing with do- Sobi to do little is I think Sobi's a chance every night he walks out on the floor of getting 50. Like, you're just going to kick yourself if Doolittle gets... Like, Doolittle, I don't see him getting more than 30 a night. But I see him making some cash generations, and I think you probably lose some money. I'll just check the break-even of Sobi this week. I just think... I find it hard when they're both on single game weeks. You're not really chasing. Like, Sobi could cover his 45 break-even this week. Look, Doolittle's definitely going to cover his minus two. But I wonder if there's somebody else. Like, maybe you Mm -hmm. trade out... Sobi for somebody on a double game week in a future week and cop a small loss. See, I, I think Sobi's <laughs> more likely to have 45 shot attempts and, and 45 turnovers than hitting his 45 break even. You know, like, <laughs> he's been solid, but he's a volume guy, isn't he? Like, he's – if he's not hitting, the numbers aren't there. He's another guy similar to, uh, like, your Gouldings, your Cottons. Probably not to the same extent, but I, I don't rate him. We – we were talking about maybe a um, a Dr. Doolittle soundbite, but I couldn't find one. But here's one for Sobe anyway. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. That's, that's, that's a little bit of what he's, uh, what he's been like at the moment. So, um, look, let's have a little bit of a look. Um, Corey's looking at getting Wardenberg in. Um, some of the guys in the chat just saying t- Taron could be frustrating, uh, but there's no sort of choice at that price. I'll tell you what's more frustrating. Henschel not playing it fucking all. Um, Matty Thomas is looking at trading out either Illy or J-Rob. Um, which one does he keep? Would you be keeping Illy or J-Rob? Both have terrible schedules coming up. I would say if you trade one out this week, you're probably looking at trading the other out next week. But what do you, what do you think this week? No, Hammer's struggling a little bit. Um, I think J-Rob playing against... Who do we have J-Rob playing against with Illawarra playing against Cairns? I like J-Rob against Cairns more than I like Illy against Southeast Melbourne. Uh, Matty Thomas also is asking Doolittle or Lamb. I think that's going to be the biggest question. Um, like, honestly, the biggest question of the round. Um, look, Lamb had some really low scores. I think he's only had two scores above his current break even. Um 
it's hard. Like he's just scored 48. He's got a negative break even. We're going to make some money on Lamb if you bring him in. But I just wonder, Doolittle's got a higher floor. Maybe you could just bring in Doolittle. But if you want to head down to the park, then Lamb is way more likely to score you a massive score. He's just also way more likely to score you a small one. Um, look, uh, Julian's looking at his best downgrade from Ulbrich. I don't – oh, I mean, via Jules, I still think Taron Armstrong. Um, look, Ulbrich does have a negative break even. I wonder if we're hitting panic stations a little bit too quickly on Ulbrich. Um, last time he did play Cairns, he did score 20. Uh, but I still think you're better off going maybe sideways from Ulbrich. Um, maybe um, – what is he uh, – Rus- oh, what is he – Rus Felicious, or, or oh, I'm never saying that ever again. Um, Rupstovich, Hammer, you there? Can you please give me the pronunciation of Rupstovich? No, he's still not there. Um, him or uh, or Menenga, uh, bring it in and, and go on sideways there. Um, look, mate, um, Braden, we're going to cover trap a little bit later on a flying toilet needs a hammer truth bomb this week so um yeah we definitely need that coming up uh lamb or do little in i think that that's almost the question of the round mate i'm going do little i just like his high higher floor than i genuinely think lamb's a chance of walking out and getting you getting you five or six whereas i think do little's going to do a bit more than that but also do little doesn't have 50 in him like lamb does <clears throat> um global brought up Doolittle last week and didn't go with it yeah look that's that's rough um and i actually don't think that um Doolittle is a pod play anymore he is one of the most traded in plays but he's also got a negative break even just remember when he's getting traded in like that he's getting traded in for a reason so taron has got 13 games in the next seven rounds lock and load a hundred percent look i think that it's time to step ahead and go in to our um our let's game preview game. the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. Right. Oh, so firstly, uh, we've got Perth versus New Zealand. Um, of course, Parker Jackson Cartwright is always going to be a captain option, as is Bryce Cotton. Um, so he's somebody that you could go with here. Um, look. Super excited to get Henschel out of my lineup. Um, Anthony Lamb is somebody a lot of players will be bringing in, and I completely understand why. Anthony Lamb's a good player. Um, Sorry, mate. Uh, Anthony Lamb's a really good player. Uh, Got 48 last week. I do just wonder if you're chasing last week's points. Uh, Doolittle is a guy that we'll be bringing in. Um, Sars ticking along. I'm not sure he's a trade-out just yet. Uh, I think that there's still a tiny bit of money there to be making from Saar. A seven break even on a single game week with a seven break even. I really just can't understand uh, why you would be trading him out this week. Um, and yeah, Rupster Vicious is somebody that could be a sideways one from somebody like Ulbrich if you're going to rage trade him out. Um yeah, I'm just going to have a quick look. Sorry, I expected to have a couple guys on when I was doing this. So we're having some technical difficulties. Um, yeah, Global wants to see Hammer flippy shit. That would be excellent. Um, and Corey was one and a half, uh, <coughs> one and a half K off Cotton. 
this week and three cough chaos getting pinder, um, which is actually, yeah, it is just super annoying, mate. Um, just have a look to see if there's anybody from Perth or New Zealand that needs mentioning. Um, of course, there's Pinder, there's Usher. Usher's that high ceiling guy. He has dropped a bit of cash. He's dropped 45K. Um, he is somebody that you could consider bringing in. Will McDowell-White is a little bit of a watch, but, yeah, look, not much there for me. Um, look, everybody's a little bit off Findelaney after after last week, um, and rightfully so. All right, we're going into the next game, and we're going to have a look at Cairns versus Illawarra. I suppose the word on everybody's lips is Taryn Armstrong, and I suppose wondering whether um, whether Miller's going to be playing. Um, there are some options on Illawarra as well, but going into their future schedule, it's awful. So, look, even though Froling and Gary Clark have been scoring exceptionally well uh, with a 28 and 27 average, even 27 for Justin Robinson, I just can't consider anybody from Illawarra as we speak. Um, I really like Wardenberg. He's been scoring really well with an average of 23. I think you've probably missed the boat on him, though. Uh, Bobby Clintman's uh, raised a ton of cash as well. Paddy Miller is a gun uh, with 32. If he's coming, you know, if he's going to be playing, are we going to be waiting for that news? Um, look, basically, you can load up on Cairns players. They've got a couple of double-doubles and I think oh, a pile. I think over the next five weeks, they've got a heap of double-doubles. Um, how are you, mate? Um, back. What an absolute horror show this is. Um. Global wants to see you flip your shit, so um, yeah, it's bloody close, man. It's you're not far off, mate. I'm just going through Cairns and Illawarra, and I suppose uh, big news everybody's lips is is Patty Miller and Taryn Armstrong. You're you mentioned you were getting in Taryn. Um, yep. Let the guys know why we're loading up on Cairns players. Well, Cairns, uh, they had a run of pretty much nine doubles including this single week where everyone's on the single, uh, still seven to run. So we talked earlier about the importance of a double. So guys who average 30, the equivalent of a guy on a single averaging 60. So that's the importance. Armstrong's cheap. He's going to go up. He's only 69K still. My biggest red flag, though, now Taj is, really- Taj is the, uh, yeah, that's the one that's throwing uh, – some red flags my way. So Taj, sorry, you cut out dead just, just a second. Um, so you reckon Taj could uh, ruin Taron a little bit, especially if Paddy Miller's out there? We saw it last week. Like Taj came, he had 10 boards, but he wants the ball in his hand 90% of the time. We, we talked on the pod when I was with Brainer. This guy gets leather poisoning. He, he has the ball in his hand so much. He's, uh, you know, and he'll have 10 turnovers or he'll have 20 assists. It's, He's not going to die wondering. That's it's going to be very hard for anyone to play with him. That, that's my big concern. So I'm going to cover Lockie Albridge for a second, and yep. really frustrating. But can I tell you the silver lining is he made money last week? How he had a negative two break even and scored one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're on our way up with Lockie Albridge. Um, but in the chat, there's been some questions about maybe some contingency plans for Lockie Albridge. And yep. with Ken's schedule, is it Sam Menenga? He's 104K. It only costs you 4K to go across. He's only 3.5% owned. 
Um, I had him at the start of the year, got off him. He's gone up 15K since then. Whoop-de-doo. Only averages 11. But with how many games Cairns playing, like it's going to be more, to quote the, the cricket boys in BBL, it's going to be more runs on the board, isn't it? Definitely. And that's what we're talking. You know, they're, they're both probably going to score, you know, at best in the, the low teens, maybe the early 20s on the, on the good games. So if you, you're doubling that, you wouldn't start either of them. But that's where the schedule comes into it. Oldbridge has possibly been one of the most disappointing guys after the preseason he had. And he's still on the NBA draft boards at 92. I don't know how. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. What's, what's the, uh, the next staff Illawarra called? AJ, um, AJ Johnson. AJ, AJ Johnson. Johnson. How is he ranked ahead of Huck Porty? Oh, I have That's no tough. idea because he's younger and more athletic and his name's easier to say. Oh, it's like Rob's been doing the draft boards. <laughs> there's a, there's a subtle dig there. Um, do you <laughs> think there is, do you think there is, I was thinking, I was having a chat on the show and I don't know if you, you caught it the other night. I know that you were, you were pretty crook or at least you were calling in sick. Um, Rup's vicious. Mm. Is there a world where that is a sideways trade now that he's dropped a bit of cash? He's sub 100K now. Could you go Rubs to Vicious, uh, Lockie Albrich across to him? I know he's not playing a lot of minutes, but he was first man up off the bench. He's got a negative nine break even. Um, New Zealand's schedule's not too bad. Um, yeah, what do you think? Oh, d- depends what you're trying to do. Maybe if it's a quick cash grab. I, I don't see him being playable on your court ever. So if you're riding the, you know, the cash on your bench, he's probably an upgrade from a, you know, a Galloway or an Oldbridge now. But yeah, I, I can't say I've looked at it. I'll tell you something I did look at. Yeah, go on. I'll tell you something I did look at today. It was Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. And um, I was thinking about Mike Kelly coaching there. Now that Alan Sauce Williams has come back into the mix, this squad is very similar to the squad he had in Cairns with Scott Machado. Space Cam Oliver and DJ Newbull that went to the finals. Now, you kind of do the comparison. Gary Brown for Scott Machado, pretty similar. You got maybe your Mitch Creek or your Cummings playing that DJ Newbull role. And and Source and Space Cam play a pretty similar role, although one of them couldn't jump over a New York telephone book. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that, that squad's got potential. It's got Mike Kelly's fingerprints on it now. They're all back together. And you just look back to that year. Those guys were all fantasy relevant. They, they complement each other. Space Cam was averaging 50, Machado 50, Newball was 45-ish uh, on the old scoring system. This is a team to, you know, when the schedule allows, to have a look at. Well, let's let's jump to Southeast Melbourne, since as we're there. We'll just have to go back to the Adelaide and Tassie game. And I know that you want to talk for half an hour about Tassie anyway. But you do have, like, your Gary Browns obviously boosted himself back into fantasy relevance or super coach relevance last week. Um, yeah. You know, Creek, Creek's always pretty good. Um, I captain Source as well and averaging 37. Like, you've got to be happy with that. Like, even your Ben Ayers and that off the bench. Like, I know a lot of people are getting off him this week. but um. Yeah, pretty pretty good and pretty handy around. Now that Southeast Melbourne have another player coming in now. I don't know if you covered it in breaking news or not, but um, big DJ Daniel Johnson. Oh, is he coming in? I He's it. coming in as an injury replacement for Gorjak Gap. Um, yeah, which 
is going to be a hell of an upgrade considering they've been playing the vanilla gorilla and uh, what's the Wookiee looking guy, Craig Moller at um at yeah. center for, for long periods. So I don't know what he's going to come in at. Probably the the two hundred twenty thousand dollar Australian average, maybe. But um, yeah, we'll see how that fits into the mix. Yeah, well, he he retired last year, but I suppose it's all right. Did he get um? Did he go into the a Sixers Hall of Fame or something not that long ago? Oh, I'd say if he is, and he should be. Um, yeah, I don't know so much about think... I just don't think they renewed him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they did him dirty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did. Um, have a look at Melbourne as well. Speaking of people with, uh, you know, I suppose dog shit schedules going forward. Uh, when you have a look at at Melbourne, um, obviously on the one this week, but he's got they've got three singles in a week, followed by a double, then another couple singles. Um, I'm slowly going to be getting myself out of all these Melbourne players. I was probably going to get myself out of Illy, and now now we've been oh, forced God, to do Travis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, now being forced to uh, to pull out of Luke Travis. Um, <laughs> pull out game is strong. Look, yeah, exactly. Um, look, we've got to find some solutions for these guys. And whether it yep. takes one week or a couple of weeks, um, yeah, you should be having most of your Melbourne guys off the bench, hey? Yeah. Look, I think given the whole concussion protocols and what we've seen with the whole Delhi situation, Shaley last year, your priority is going to be Travers. I don't see him coming back this week. Um, and to cop a zero on your bench at the, what is he worth, 260 now, something like that. Yeah. Um, He's got to go. This is a week where I'm getting rid of Travers. I'm getting rid of Henschel. Uh, I would have held Travers one more week and got rid of uh, Kyron Galloway, but not to be. Um, but, yeah, it really is a week with everyone on singles that you can start to do a bit of housekeeping and and really set yourself up for the next run of doubles coming up. So bring in the Cairns guys, your New Zealand guys. If you're playing with Perth uh, or Tassie, you've got two weeks to run. Um, but yeah, reset now for, for that next couple of weeks forward. Just ducking in and having a look at the Adelaide Tasmania game. We love yep. any game that when somebody's playing against Adelaide is Milton Doyle, a, a consideration this week. I see him at 317 K. It's pretty affordable, really. Yeah. Look, he's had a couple of, couple of down weeks. What's, what's his break even at? He's, um, uh, pretty high. I think it's close to 50. Yeah, so like I don't have Optus, game, but my internet's really slow. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be touching him, and I certainly wouldn't be bringing him in if I didn't already hold him. Uh, I think there's better options around this week. The the guard spot I found this week, and, and actually this whole season has been strong. There's so many good guards. I've really struggled with the two forward positions. I've, the forwards have been a lot harder to find quality in it, and at a good price as well. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, I've actually struggled with Senna to be honest. Um, happy yeah. to have Big Source sitting there now. Um, but obviously him and JLA, there was nothing clear. I was running with Huck Porty. I ran um, yeah. Menenga for a little bit. I found myself in um, having a bit of, I suppose, Wardenberg stocks, which I'm pretty happy mm-hmm. with. But um, who do you think between Tasmania and Adelaide, who has the most points between these teams? Uh, who has the most points, super coach points, out of any player between these two teams? It's just tough. Uh, I'll give you a top three. I'll give yep. you Crawford. 
Crawford's yep. got to light him up. I don't think they've got anyone who's going to stop him. Sunday deck will probably go to Milton Doyle. So he's going to have free reign. Isaac Humphreys. We know uh, Marcus Lee for Tassie struggles to stay out of foul trouble, and Humph has been in some phenomenal form. Uh, and then maybe a third one. Ooh. Milt, possibly. Uh, oh, wow. I, I really don't know. Maybe it's daylight. Humph and Crawford are my top two there. Yeah, I was having a look, and Crawford has been averaging 31. Doyle still averaged 28, and McVeigh's actually averaged 26, um, yep. followed by, you know, your, your Humph and your uh, and your Trey Kell and, and all those blokes. Um, it just yeah. sort of made me sort of, I suppose, look towards Milton Doyle a little bit. Um, I know he's 11% owned, but I didn't really think of Crawford there um, as averaging 31 and a half. But hey, maybe as a as a two week play, that could be something that some of our listeners could uh, could jump on. Yeah, especially now that there's that injury cloud sort of surrounding Paddy Miller. My my original plans would have Paddy Miller just sit on my, you know, in one of my guard spots the whole way through. Uh, now that situation's come up. We're looking at Crawford's. We're looking at those sort of guys, and he's a great option. I love it. Is there anyone else you want to cover between Adelaide and the um, and the Jack Jumpers before I move on? Possibly the only one with the Jack Jumpers. We, we've talked about uh, centre being such a weak position this year. Let's just talk for a minute. I know a lot of guys are going to maybe move Wardenburg, Wardenburg out of their forward position into centre. That dual position is a bit of a luxury, but if you're not going to put uh, Wardenberg there, is Marcus Lee? He's dropped a lot of money. Are, are we potentially looking there? Maybe an old brick sort of upgrade, or where can we look outside of Wardenberg for centre? Yeah, look, and Marcus Lee is one of those guys. Hump would, probably would have been another guy if the schedule wasn't. I know that my general rule is no Adelaide players, but I actually haven't had a Tasmania player this year either. Um, yeah. yeah, Marcus Lee, 218K, 28 break even, uh, only averaging 18, I suppose, is the big concern. But who's the who's the backup there? Is that um like Jared Bairstow or someone like that? The, the guy who wasn't on the score sheet last game. Um, yeah. Look, I think they're going with Krizlovich with Magne, you know, out for the next 14 years. Probably the yeah. other option with Xylan uh, Chetham out is, is Mango Mathiang starting to get a little bit more love? Oh, I don't know. I'm not too not excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> not for not for me. Yeah, so, so but that's sorry, it. I, I hear your enthusiasm and I understand what you it's say, but me, it's definitely enough for me. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I think what we can take yeah. from that is we really are scraping the bottom of the barrel at centre, aren't we? Yeah. There's and there's not that much there with Senna. I think I am gonna have some big issues when I go to move on big source next week. Um, I'm not Huge. panicking this week. I've got Ward there. Um, maybe Marcus Lee shows me a little bit. He's not going to make a lot of cash, but he's not going to drop a little bit of cash. I think I can cop maybe just leaving source there for now and this be next week's problem. Yeah, I think we can we can circle back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of circle jerk, uh, Bannon is playing in the last game. Uh, Brisbane yep. is Bannon a captain option? Uh, I haven't considered him as a captain option, although he's definitely a starter on my squad this week. Yeah, 
Definitely a starter for me. I just know Sydney leak a lot of points. They do score a lot of points as well. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was just thinking pod and, you know, I'm just waiting for my Bannon jersey to turn up. But, um, yeah, look, I I was half thinking, like, he's got a 25 break even, and that's with the awful six in his first round. The guy's averaging mm. 30. Um, yeah. It's something to consider. Yeah, look, I... I'm going to go out there on a limb and say he's not a captain option. And, and you're entitled to your wrong opinion if you go otherwise. But, um, like, for me, I'm holding PJC, Alan Williams, and Bryce Cotton. If I'm paying that kind of coin for those three guys, I'm not captaining Bannon. Just out of yeah. principle. I'm probably not either. I just wanted to see what you would say. Um <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got Miss, we've got Mr. C Double B in. Uh, just tuning in. Is Hammer in a car or the back of a paddy wagon? Um, what you, what you do, mate? I, I am pretty much in Optus Prison, so it's um, yeah, you're not far off the truth, man. Uh, we've got a few guys in the chats just mentioning, you know, Mitch McCarran. He's down to 180k, but he's down to 180k because he's been fucking awful. Um, I am looking to see a bit more from Mitch McCarron before I jump on. But it's a quality player at a good price. Yeah, and look, his, his break-even would be something like 15 or something now, wouldn't it? He's um, Yeah. Look, I would look at him as a bench option at that price, possibly downgrading. I've got Justin Robinson on my bench. Um, if the schedule allowed, like if he was playing a bunch of doubles, I'd, I'd happily cop that on the bench because he, we know he has a huge ceiling. He's just had a terrible floor this year. Um, so he averages 16 and he's got a break even of 37 at the moment. Oh, that's worse than I thought. Horrendous. Yeah, don't touch him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I wouldn't touch I, I'm him not gonna, squad. <laughs> look, I'm not going to touch Bannon at the moment again. I'll leave that. I'll leave that to everybody else involved. Um, but, look, I wish that Sydney had a better schedule because Jalen Adams, I would just love to captain him this week. I just... For sure. Can't bring him in for a one-week play, can I? No, but they start to get a couple of little runs later in the schedule, don't they? There's, there's a couple of, not huge runs, but some back-to-backs that happen further further on. So as we start to tr- plan a little bit further ahead, and we're looking at bringing Cairns in now, as we transition away from Cairns, Sydney become an option. DJ Hogue's been bowling. He was an option that... Uh, like one of my Ford spots, I didn't have the cash this week, but I was looking at possibly Wardenberg, Lamb, DJ Hogue, if I could have afforded him. He's starting to play some ball now. Yeah, look, I like it. I'm going to be – Denzel Valentine has been like Luke Travis, like the uh, the American Luke Travis at the moment. Um, Rocks or Diamonds, 24, looks good at times, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I'm still really frustrated with your Jordan Hunter and your Jonah Bolden. I never know what Sydney's going to roll out. Uh, Mitch Norton's been really good, still at 170K. I don't think – he's got a three-round average of 35. Uh, but, like, I think you've missed the boat now because Shannon Scott is looming. He's probably, what, a yeah. week, two weeks away. Um, Brisbane schedule doesn't allow for you to get him in. Um, I've spoke at length about Bannon, and um, I do really – like, I like DJ Hogue. Um, I think he's dropped a little bit of cash. Um, but, yeah, once the schedule allows it, I think DJ Hogue is, like, since he's come in, 
Uh, he's probably knocked uh, Hunter and um, Hunter and Bolden around a little bit too. And, and that's with no Galloway as well. Um, yeah. Valentine, you're not wrong. He's got to be the most disappointing bloke in Supercoach this year. From the highs we had so early in preseason, and this is our guy, we've got to stop making <laughs> excuses for him. It's, it's turned into the, uh, the theme song for Friends. You know, it started off, it hasn't been your day. Now it hasn't been your week. It hasn't been your month. It hasn't been your year, Denzel Valentine. It's, just, it's a train wreck. You can't touch him. Nah, I'm staying away. Um, and that wraps up actually our previews of the show of each game. Um, if you'd like to support this show, hit subscribe and like on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, hit the follow button, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Um, mate, would you like to look at the most traded in and most traded out this week? I would love to look at it, Matt, if you got it there. Mate, the most traded out by 25% is Luke Travis. Um, Obviously, a very obvious one. Um, ran into Huck Porty's knee. Um, yeah, looked out. Daylight gone. Max gone there. Um, yeah, it's you can't argue with people getting rid of Travis. Hey, no. Nah. Tell me, Henschel's number two. It's actually Huck Porty. Um, we're talking about the head, and we're talking about the knee. Um, Huck Porty's lost thirty-five k in the last couple of weeks. People probably should have jumped off him a, a few weeks ago. Um, 10% of people yep. are getting out of Huck Porty. Um, third is actually Lockie Albridge. Yeah, right. I, see, is Lockie Albridge surprised me. He's been frustrating, but yeah, like I said, the most surprising thing about last week was he made money last week. Yeah. But also in Illawarra, um, Mason Peatling's due to return soon. He's going to take up some of those power forward, possibly small ball centre minutes. So it's it's going to get harder from Albridge. He's he's had his chance, and he's he really hasn't given us reason or or given Illawarra reason to, to have that much faith. I can't wait to see him get picked ninety second in the coming uh, NBA draft. Um, <laughs> your boy Ben Henschel with six point nine percent, sixty point zero zero six nine. There, um, Ben Henschel. Um, yeah, it's a no brainer. He hasn't played for a little while, has he? All I can think of that one is that um, I'm the only one who's stupid enough to hold him this long. Everyone else got rid of him sooner. But the, the only silver lining of that is that he has had so many DMPs that his price hasn't dropped. Yeah, sounds good. He did make us 2K, so there's 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 actually the silver lining. Um, I can't wait until <laughs> later on the year and I'm 2K short, and I'm gonna I'm gonna slide into Ben Henschel's messages. I'm gonna say thanks, mate. At least you only slide into his messages, unlike the way you were sliding into Shaley. Yeah. Out of him. Look for that matter. <laughs> yeah, no, out of him. Um <laughs> Nathan Sobe uh is the is the fifth most traded out player. I don't yep. really get this. He hasn't been great, but he can still just he's still Nathan Sobe. Yeah, look. If it wasn't this week, it'd be next week, though. So maybe some guys have got, got yeah. some other plans. They're, they're planning ahead. Look, he's definitely not a long-term hold. And if you've got to get rid of him, you've got to get rid of him. Um, you can't fall in Trenton love. Trenton Flowers. Um, I have no idea why he's still getting held in teams. But 3.2% um, of people are popping out of him. <laughs> Is he still in the country? 
<laughs> yeah, I think he's deep. I think he's about four deep on the Adelaide bench. He's currently at a winery in Adelaide, I think. Yeah, talking of uh, missing person reports, uh, I haven't seen our man Phil unfiltered in a while. What's, can we get a, you know, a, a where you at, Phil? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for him to, uh, to you know, get excited about the shout-out just then. So, um... yeah. It's uh, the, the greatest handle in the history of Supercoach. 100%. Um, Sam McDaniel's been traded out, I suppose. I don't really get that either. He's sort of middling. I do understand getting out, getting, you know, off him. I don't understand really keeping him as well. Will Cummings is injured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand uh, people getting out of Sam <laughs> Sam Wardenberg. Well, are, are you getting into him or what? Oh, I actually like. I don't consider him a trade in this week, but like I will be keeping Sam Wardenberg for the next upcoming like five weeks. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you have Wood? Um, I'm toying with the idea of bringing him in this week. And, and that's <laughs> so he's in the because, most traded out. So you'd think that's ludicrous. Uh, for me, it's a structural thing. I, I really need a centre for next week um, to replace Source. Now, if I have him in my forwards, I can bring him across. Allows me to do two other trades without boosting next week. So... I would really prefer to have a really high-scoring forward in, but I think it's either that or bring a centre, bring him in at centre next week. So I don't know yet. I'm I'm playing with the idea. If he's not in this week, he'll be in next week. All right, let's tackle some of the most traded in. Um, Taron Armstrong, eighteen percent of teams. Is this the yeah, biggest no-brainer of the season? Yeah, I think it is. The schedule, the opportunity. We talked about him pre-season. We talked about him, and I actually held him for the first two rounds, stupidly. I think now's the time. He, he's got a few runs on the board. He, he's going to have a low break even. He'll make cash, and he'll actually produce. Like, I think I wouldn't start him, but as a bench guard, absolutely. Anthony Lamb. 16% of people are bringing in Anthony Lamb. The yep. definition of rocks and diamonds for me. I think when I had 100%. a look, it was like a a four, a t- fourteen, a, a, like he's had two scores above his current break even at the moment, and one of them was yeah. oh two scores above like what he's priced at, um yeah. at the import price, and like yeah, yes he got a forty eight last week, yes he's got a negative one break even, yes he's going to make money, but are you just chasing last week's points? And that's the concern. And you look at the way he went about it. Like, that game was horrible. That first half was trash. It got a bit better towards the end, and then it got really bad in the last few minutes with New Zealand's decision-making. But it's he got most of his points from scores. What I did like is he doesn't mess around with the ball. He, it's one dribble, quick move to the hoop. He's efficient. But, you know, if he's not scoring, if he doesn't have a great matchup. I don't see him contributing a hell of a lot in other stat categories on a consistent basis. Yeah, you could, and and this is a you could see, a night where PJ you could see why he had that limited success. Hey, you could see why he had that limited success in in uh, the Warriors. Like you think of somebody who he would have been learning off, like Clay Thompson, who played that game where he scored yeah. like 
whatever he scored, 30-something points in a quarter and dribbled the ball like three times. Yeah. Lamb can do that. He can, but he's also quite one-dimensional from what I've seen. It's um, But given that, I think that last game, he played a bit more of his natural game. He's He's been played out of position a fair bit this year. Um, you know, and that's probably a a result of Zylan Cheatham's injury, um, some other injuries early on, but maybe they've found the formula now and, and he is an option. I, I'll have to admit, he has been in my team this week. He's in and out and I, I'm undecided, so he could be a late start for me. Do you think it's too late? I have Josh Bannon in. I uh, I brought him in. Yeah. I missed out on that first week of price rises. I just got scared off by the six and and maybe just yeah. thinking that was the preseason issue. But then I brought him in after that. At 192K, it's not too late to bring in Josh Bannon now, is it? I think his role's defined. We've seen him play with uh, bangers back, still performed well. DJ Mitchell seems to be the guy who's uh, suffering. You know? Um I think you can still ride Bannon. This is this is almost the same situation we talked about with Galloway, and I never jumped on him. And I said, too late, too late. And the guys who rode him and jumped on each week still made cash, still got production. So I, I think this is Galloway 2.0. I like it. Um, I would be getting Josh Bannon if I didn't already own him. Um, Bryce Cotton is brought in at 380K. Uh, it's probably the cheapest we've it's definitely the cheapest that we've seen um, seen Bryce Cotton. Um, could be the cheapest we see him all year. But having a double game week next week, you can't understand bringing in a Perth player, can't you? Yeah, look, I, I don't know about bringing him this week. I bought him in last week. So I got the double. I got the single with everyone on it and the double, which to me is a, a three-week rental is pretty decent. Two-week rental, not so bad. Although, you know, there is guard value between, you know, could you bring in a Crawford this week and get the same? Or uh, PJC? I, I don't think he's a must bring in, but if you've got him, and definitely if you held him last week, you, you ride that out. Looking at Perth's schedule, though, a two-week rental is about as good as you get from them. It's been a horrible schedule this year, hasn't it? Talking to Perth, yeah. have, has the SAR train run its course? Nah. He's he's got yeah. a seven break even. Um, he's got a double game week next week. I would play him out this week. I'd play him out next week, and then it's time to go, Alex. Sir. Okay. And, and what about Pinder? Because a lot of guys bought him in last week, and he didn't have a great round. Yeah, that was due to foul trouble. I know that there's been a. I watched the game and. Look, I find myself doing the dishes between free throws because there's that many free throws oh, the whole time. Sure. But yeah, it's it's been awful. But look, I they even played Sar. Well, they played Doolittle at the three and played Sar at the four just to find a way to get their best players on the uh, on the court at times. I'm not really worried about Sar. Not yet. Um, I think if you've got him, you have. I don't think he's a bring in this week. I think that no. he's. This week, next week, and then move him out after that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and look, um, you compare Saar and Clintman, that's the same player, similar price, uh, and Clintman has a far better schedule. Yeah, I'm I'm actually expecting a little more from Clintman. I think that he'll get a start this week for me. So Yeah. You're gonna find the Clintman this week? Um I'm gonna find the Clintman this week. 
Oh, good. Um, Seb Menenga, 104K, is getting brought in by 3% of teams. Tyrell Harrison is still getting brought in. I think that that's borderline Magnus. Um, yeah, I just 100%. don't really think that you should bring in Tyrell Harrison. Christian Doolittle is a guy that I've been toying around with. Um, Dr. Doolittle there, 205K, 2.6% of people agree with me. Um, are you going to do the, the do? Uh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but it's it's an option. I, I really am stuck in that four position. Doolittle, Wardenberg, uh, you know, the, all the other ones we mentioned tonight, it's, it's a tough call because that's probably one of the spots that's going to be a point of difference this round. So he's got a negative break even. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to score that well. I think we know what we're going to – I think we're going to get 20 from him. And I think you're going to yep. continue to go get some 20s and he's going to ride some cash and he's going to play a double next week. And I'm going to be happy about that. And I don't expect to hold him for that long. But I think he's somebody that can get me some points on the board, get me some runs on the board, yes. and then I can move off him and then um, and just be happy with the cash that I've made. Yeah. Look, my biggest concern is because I'm holding cotton. So if I ride cotton and do little – God, we're getting all the puns tonight, aren't we? If I ride cotton and do little <laughs> into the next round and I have to get rid of both of them <laughs> coming into their singles, am I going to have enough – left on my court. I need to sort of plan ahead and have a look and I haven't haven't had a chance yet. But um yeah they these are the things that come down to the structural makeup of your squads you've got to consider. Oh lap this one I was surprised about Lap Mayan 144k. Um two yeah. percent of people are bringing in Lap Mayan. Some people are bringing in Patty Miller um and Alex Saar. Lap Mayan is it just schedule based and maybe just picking a little bit of a pod? Wow, surely he's only coming in as a bench play and and given they've got the good run coming up. But this is a guy who he's not going to die wondering like some of the other guys we've talked about. He's, he's going to get easy. He'll jack him up. He'll, he'll be active. But he's also, you know, rocks and diamonds as well. And I'm surprised he's that highly priced. You know, I'd, I'd be bringing him in at that sort of even. 80K. Yeah. He's got a negative eight break even. So people are just looking at it. Looking at the schedule, um, and yeah, thinking about, um, I suppose making making a little bit of short term cash, but you've probably got to keep holding him through Cairns. Uh, great yeah. schedule, and you're probably gonna. He's probably gonna ride as in cash. Uh, sorry, he's definitely gonna rise in cash with his negative break even, and then yeah. he's going to, um, yeah, then he could even drop back to that by the end of the schedule, and it's like, well, mm. like this is like. This was a waste of time. Yeah, to me that's that's a luxury trade. Like, and this week there's probably are going to be a few luxury trades, but yeah, I wouldn't be doing it knowing full well you're going to have to get him out of your squad at some point. You you get stuck like Henschel. Yeah, I just want to mention uh, the schedule. Uh, Cairns, New Zealand, Tassie, and Perth are the best two week plays at the moment. So I just wanted to drop that, um, but. Let us know about your trades. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. What do you got going on? What have I got going on? I... I've lost you again, Matty. (laughs) Hey, mate, I'm going to go through my trades. I'm 
definitely looking at getting rid of Ben Henschel and Luke Travis with the um with the news there. Um, I I can't miss out on Tarrant Armstrong. Sixty nine k, the schedule you'll ever see in your life. I'm toying with Doolittle. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, it'll it'll be maybe a Doolittle, but I've got a hundred and seventeen k too. I could go Doolittle. I could go Lamb. Um, there's actually a heap of options I could do. I've got about three hundred and twenty k there to play with. I'm yep. probably going to post it on my on my Twitter and my X, but currently have Doolittle sitting there on my bench, starting like a Bobby Clintman, a Bannon, a Big Source, a PJC, a Gary Brown. <laughs> I've got uh, Taron Armstrong, Shay Illy, Sam Wardenberg, Lockie Albrich, and uh, and Doolittle off the bench. Yeah, good. What's yeah. your trades? Mate? I'm in a I'm in a pretty similar spot. So I've finally. Uh, relinquished the burden known as Ben Henschel and brought in Taron Armstrong. Um, finally forgiven him after what he did to me for the first two rounds. Uh, like yourself, getting rid of Travers, and that's the question mark for me of who I bring in. And It's possibly a Wardenberg, a Lamb, uh, some of those other names we mentioned. I've got Big Source, Captain in the centre, uh, PJC and Cotton at guard, and then I've got either a Clintman or a Bannon starting at um, other four position. Olbrich at the centre bench, and I've still got Jay Rob uh, at my guard on the bench, and Kyron Galloway. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, Kyron. Yeah, right. Your your yeah. bench is a bit interesting. Um, I'm saying that with Olbrich, and um, I'm saying yeah. that with Olbrich there as well. So uh, don't feel yeah. too bad. It's hard, man. But... If it wasn't for Travers, he'd be gone. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. I my plan coming into I suppose that last game was getting rid of Henschel and getting rid of Ulbrich. And um yeah, the Travis news has sort of sort of thrown me a bit of a curveball. Yeah, for sure. And that's it. You're chasing band-aid fixes along the way. And you know, I know a lot of guys who, who plan out the start of the season with spreadsheets and you know, best laid plans, they never come to fruition, do they? You gotta adjust and and you gotta roll with the punches, hey. Hundred percent. Captain, my captain. Me. Captain, my captain. Mate, I, along with you, think... Look, I think I'm going to have to captain Alan Williams this week. Um, I know he's playing against Melbourne, and I know he's playing against JLA, but he hasn't let me down yet with that average of 37. Um, It was 40-odd coming into this week. I think that he's got a really high floor as well. I just maybe yeah. it's playing safety. Um, you know, uh Parker Jackson Cartwright or somebody like that's gonna have a higher ceiling. Even Gary Brown's probably gonna have a higher ceiling. But I'm I think I'm just gonna lock in Alan Williams this week. Yeah, look, Vickerman wasn't overly happy with JLA last game. There's he's a step slow in his rotation still. He's he's messing around with the ball a bit. So I think Alan Williams is the play. That first game last week, he was in foul trouble. You know, he, he spent a lot of that first half doing not much, and then he came good. Second game, he was back to his normal self. So as long as he stays out of foul trouble, um, he's going to be good. And if we're got, talking Gary Brown and that, um, we know Shea Illy and, and uh, with Della Vadova potentially back this week, they're going to lock up on the guards pretty pretty well. So maybe Source is the guy. I like it. Let's head into question block. Can I get a question for you? Can I get an answer?
Wow. Okay. Somebody's adjusted the soundbite in the background. So I wasn't expecting that. That was as big of a surprise to me as it was for you. Um, look, Theo's in the chat asking, uh, he's just mentioning Lamb and Brown in. Uh, Sobe, Travis, or Mayen in? Oh, he's looking to boost and Cotton in. There's a Land and Brown in and Sobe and Travis out or Mayen in and Cotton in? Mate, look, sounds pretty good. Um, look, I don't think I'd be bringing in Gary Brown, though, this week, would you? No, not with the schedule. It's, it really is a, a one-week rental, isn't it? He's, um Yeah. Yeah, and like we said, he's playing Melbourne United. You've got Delhi, you've got Illy. They lock up on the guards pretty well. Um, and he has been frustrating this year, hasn't he? Like, we've captained him before. We've we've rolled him out in our squads, and it's been hit and miss. Yeah, and I think he's just as likely to go get a 20 as he is to get a, mm. another 40, um, uh, which I find really hard to captain. Um, that's probably why I'm going with the safer, yeah. safer option with somebody like Sauce this week. And if you bring a Cotton in rather than a Gary Brown, you've at least got a two-week rental rather than a one. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, Global as well is asking, when do we think about getting the lights, getting rid of the lights of Tui and Clintman? I'm just not sure they have much juice left to squeeze. Um, you want to answer Tui? Yeah, look, I'd be getting rid of Tui now. He's Hogue's back. It's it's changed the dynamic of the team a little bit. Clintman, on the other hand, I wouldn't be getting rid of him. Even if he's on your bench, that schedule is too good to ignore. Yeah, I'll be holding him for the next one, two, yeah, three, four, five, six. This week and the following six weeks, Bobby Clintman will be in my team unless he does. I look, Travis, and runs into Huck Porty's knee. Absolutely. Uh, how is Tasmania's schedule? Um, I'll grab it. I've got it. I've got it up here on the screen. Um, it goes one, two, one, one, and then double two. Really hard to hold it through two double game, uh, two single game weeks in nine and 10, but a two week rental for Tassie players is what you're getting. If you add in somebody from Tasmania at the moment, uh, Julian, um, global's got a bit of a, a question or just a bit of a statement. Um, how about you let us know what you think about Delhi Hammer. Um, Delhi is cheap and the injuries that they have um, just forces him into being great value. Um, what are your thoughts on Delhi at the moment? I'll have a look at his price and break even while you while you go away with that. Yeah, look, I agree with you. The, the opportunity is there. He's back. But I just don't like the schedule for United. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Um, and, and the fact that guard is, is such a strong position this year. Are you taking a deli over who? A PJC, uh, Crawford, Cotton, Gary Brown. Like they've all got similar or better schedules. Yeah, he's two hundred and sixty k. Um, I suppose, which makes him a little bit appealing with a break even of seventeen. But with that schedule, I'm looking to get away from Melbourne United players. Not not add them. Yeah, yeah, and like we've said before, um, if you get a guy on a double. He only has to have half as much as that to really be better off points-wise. So, yeah, I, I'd be looking to steer clear of Melbourne United at all costs. And again, I can double down on a flying toilet here. Um, he's saying Kyle Bowen's going to play big minutes with Travis and Huck Porty out. Not a bad, cheap option for a week or two. 
Again, I just can't warrant. We only get two trades a week. I just can't warrant a yeah. trade um, on a Melbourne United player. Yeah, look, he's right. Kyle Bowen's going to be the beneficiary, and he has shown, uh, you know, him and Flynn Cameron, when they've been given the time, have produced it a solid clip. But is that – if you look over the next, say, six rounds, where <laughs> Melbourne United are primarily on singles from memory and, uh, say, a Cairns is on doubles, it's six versus 12 games pretty much. You know, you, yeah. would yeah. 12 games out of someone like a a Menenga beat six games out of uh, Kyle Bowen? Uh, that's sort of the, answer, the question you've got to answer yourself. And the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, David Bryson's asking, uh, start versus sit, Lamb versus Bannon. Um, coach of too many cooks. Mate, Lamb versus Perth. Or who's Bannon playing? Um, yeah, this is this is an interesting one. Uh, we, we talked about Lamb a bit before. Rocks and diamonds is probably the best word to describe him. Bannon has been consistent. Um, Lamb, you can probably hold a bit longer, <coughs> given the schedule. Yeah. I think so, but he's just looking at who he's going to start this week and who he's going to come off his bench. Uh, um, okay. So Bannon's playing against Sydney or Lamb is playing against Perth. Look, Sydney play at a high pace. There's generally pretty big uh, supercoach scores by Sydney uh, and against Sydney. So there's that to consider. Perth have been, been pretty leaky. They've been in better form of late. Uh, New Zealand are desperate. Um, like, who do you see the matchup with Lamb? Are we talking Doolittle or are we talking uh, uh, someone else? Usher, maybe? Or oh, no, Usher's going to go on Parker Jackson Cartwright, probably. Yeah, okay. Look, I, I'm going to go Bannon. Um, I'm also not looking at bringing in Lamb this week, so maybe I'm a little bit off him. I'm just super worried that he could roll through and, and get you six. Um, yeah. Bannon, I think, is going to get you... 25 minimum. Yep. Yep, that's fair enough. Um, Mr. CBB is asking, what are your general plans for use for boosts? And I think this is a question for me. So, um, because it, because it has an S at the end of the boost. Ah, um, I see. He's asking, he's asking, should we keep at least two for the second half of the season, seeing many down to one or none already? Um, I'll just leave you in the, <laughs> I'll just leave you in the, back of your Volkswagen there. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have a lot of Cairns players. So I'm going to look to use one to get rid of some Cairns players. I'm going to have one out up my sleeve for an emergency trade. Whenever I need it, maybe one of my starters is scratched late and and I'm going to need to do a trade because I have been max trading every week. I don't find myself in too many weeks where I don't need to do that trade. Um, I've been walking on a tightrope a little bit to quote Shaili, I think is the, is the, uh, is the singer there with walking on a tightrope, but, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to have one up my sleeve. I know I'm not wearing any, but definitely to get out of all of these cans players, uh, at the end of this Burp. amazing schedule for cans, I'm going to have to boost out of maybe, you know, I've got Clintman, Wardenberg and Taron Armstrong at the moment. If McCall goes on a run, um, if I find myself going Ulbrich to Menenga or something like that, I'm going to need to boost. 
Yeah, McCall's an interesting one too, given he's a Ford eligible player. Uh, that's one I'll keep an eye on after this week. I think he's going to go down in cash. He's a lot of money though, three hundred and seventy-five k for him. Yeah, um, yeah. I Let's hope with he that. drops a lot. <laughs> um, Mick Delaney is asking where the hammer is hiding from all the single women in Australia at the moment. Uh, yeah, look, uh, once they found out that Optus was down, they've just really struggled to uh, to get in contact at the moment. His Twitter is, oh, sorry, his ex is absolutely blowing up at the moment. <laughs> um, Bill's just asking about you calling him out. He thought he'd, uh, he thought he'd come into this one and say g'day. Um, he's mentioning oh, that your calls are so it. bad that you've been kicked out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm hiding from my, my last couple of weeks at trades. <laughs> Good to see you, loving Phil. All the, yeah, loving all the questions coming in. So um, so I'm excited to get to them all, and we will get to them all. Our Global's asking start two out of three, Cotton, PJC versus and Miller. you got to play two. You've only got two guard spots. What you doing? PJC and Miller. Based on schedule. Cotton's got to go after two. The rest don't. Yeah, so I'm. I would go Cotton and PJC. Just chase that ceiling. For sure. Interesting. Um, look, a flying toilet agrees with me. He's bringing in Cotton this week. A uh, big Randy said, "G'day, good to come on, mate." Um, well, look, Cotton. Um, he reckons instead of Brown or Lamb, I'm loving that Theo. Um, our friend is asking about um about your body count, <laughs> mate. Um. Look, I, I think, um, like I'm not mentioning his name, I think I might answer for you and say, um, yeah, maybe just uh, follow him on X and slide into his DMs and ask him. Um, <laughs> Theo is asking, do little or qual? Mm, that's an interesting one. Uh, hmm. Look, qual, qual has the schedule, but I think he's probably the most affected out of any of those players by Taj McCall. I think he's really going to go back to being that uh, that three and D guy, rather than handling handling the ball as much as he has been. Because McCall is just so ball dominant. Miller, Armstrong back. There's not enough ball to go around. He's. I think it's a tough one. Doolittle, I think, is going to produce better over the next two rounds. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Guys, we're just asking if there's any more questions coming in. Happy to answer it. There's some guys asking when my Bannon jersey's turning up. Um, I might have to start a GoFundMe page because I uh, did have a look at how much they were. Um, I might stick to my Jared Besto jersey uh, here right now that I'm uh, that I'm wearing. Yeah. Or you could be the overall weekly winner and get your uh, hundred bucks at the uh, NBL store. Yeah, look, that's that's what I'm banking on. That's why I'm putting the captain on Bannon this week. <laughs> Um, Mr. C double B is, is it crazy to lock source in as your starting center for the entire season? Yes. Um, schedules are so important. Yeah. Like schedules are so important. Um, like when you can get somebody that's like JLA is going to score more than source on weeks that he has two games than source, even though I think source is going to score better than him. I just think, I'm going to sit him on the bench. I would sit him on the bench this week if Wardenberg was playing two games. There you go. Um, yeah. That's that's how much I think of schedule. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Flying Toilet is asking, uh, do I think that can start Miller, Armstrong, McCall, Clintman, and Wardenberg at full strength? What do you think, Hammer? No. Uh, I think... Look, the original idea with Cairns was that Miller was going to come off the bench. I don't know who they're going to start between Miller and Armstrong if they're both healthy, but I think Bull Quall still starts at the two spot. Yep. I like that. Um, we're looking is chasing players on double game weeks slightly, slightly overgraded. No. No. Um, Global is asking who scores more this week between JLA or Saucy. I'm taking Source every day of the week, basically against anyone. Um, JLA does seem to be working his way back from an injury, uh, from his injury, probably not as well as Source was. Uh, but you even noticed that Vickerman wasn't that happy with JLA from what you saw. Yeah. Look, the only thing I'm thinking this week is that if Source gets in, in trouble, um, like Melbourne United have a few bigs to throw at him. You've got Huck Porty, you've got JLA, then you've got, you know, your, your bench guys, whereas uh, they're pretty thin at uh, Southeast Melbourne. I mean, they're bringing Daniel Johnson in this week, but he can't guard his own shadow. Um, and yeah. and he, I don't know if he's touched the ball in the last few months. So that's the only consideration is foul trouble. Otherwise, source is your man. Um, a flying toilet's got a toilet truth bomb coming. He's saying get Phil Delaney in now while he's cheap. Um, mate, why do you have you anything ask, to say uh, about that? Why don't you ask the toilet how he's called of Will? How he's called of Will McDowell White went the other week. Yeah. Get that garbage out of here. Get- yeah. No, sorry, mate. Um, Ohio Riz is asking when we should sell the Taipans, and that is round 14. And, yes, we are currently sitting in round seven. Your Taipans are a hold for seven weeks, mate. Load up. And um, asking whether sources are sell next week? Yeah. 100%. Probably. And he's been probably my favorite player in the NBL this year. So, yeah. Um, would you captain Source or Adams, though? That's tough. Like, if you've got Adams, who's Sydney play? Uh, Brisbane. Hmm. What have they got to stop him? Norton? Norton's a solid yep. defender. Yeah, he's a good defender. Look, I don't think you could go wrong with either of them. Yeah. I think you'd flip I would, a coin on that. I'd captain Adams. I, I'm captaining Source this week, but if I had Adams, I would captain him. It'd be a good pod play. I don't think too many would um would have him or let alone have the balls to captain him. So yeah, go Adams. Live a little. Um Flying Camel is saying that Source isn't a sell next week. And I'm just not sure looking at round seven. A single in eight, a single in nine, a single in ten, and a and a double in eleven and twelve. I'm just not sure I can hold source yeah. through all that. I can trade him out round eight and then move him and then get him back in round eleven and twelve. I think yeah. when Southeast Melbourne are playing doubles, source will be in my team. That's worth a trade for me. Yeah, and when we're holding guys like Cotton and with with big value on them as well. You know, you can plan to have that extra cash in the bank and downgrade so you can bring a guy in on those doubles like Source. Mate, the questions are drying up a little bit. So this could be our last one. 
Um, our friend here with the great profile picture, should he start uh-huh. Doolittle or Bannon? And why is it Bannon? Yeah, you take this, man. Bannon's your guy. Yeah, look, Bannon is a start every week that he's playing. Uh, Doolittle had a really great week last week. I think he's a cash generation option more than points on the board. I think Doolittle will be safe. I think Bannon has been phenomenal for an NBL rookie. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Matt. Is is there anything you wanna you wanna finish up with, or are we all good to go? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's hope Optus get their uh, act together, and we'll see you all next week. Best of luck this week, everyone. Like I have enjoyed the Apple CarPlay from you. Um, look, that that has been fantastic, and I just want to say. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. <laughs>